Welcome, everybody, to The Hijack. This is Adam, and I'm joined by my good friend, Logan. Hold, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Adam. They're, hang on. I've got, they're handing me something here. Um, oh, oh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, dude. Um, actually, it says here, uh, it's, it's We Geek Podcast. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Um, yeah. There's been uh, a mistake. Uh, awkward. Yeah, I'm uh. sorry. Okay. Well, this <laughs> this is the We Geek podcast, um, and uh, we're back. Uh, sorry about the, uh, the hold off last week. That was entirely my fault, um, but we're good. I'm better. As you can tell, my voice probably still a little bit bad, but it's a million times better. Um, and man, how's your week been? It's been it's it's been insane. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was, well, tell me a little bit about it. Well, because I had I had work for the first half of the week, and then I came down to Daytona for the race this weekend, and that was Hell a yeah. that was I had to drive down Friday, and I was there Saturday Sunday, and not only did I have to drive back Monday, but I finally cleared out my storage shed, which you know because you were there helping me move some of that stuff. Yeah, man. And I wasn't that bad. It, no, no, there wasn't a whole lot in there. But uh, yeah, the drive back was was fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, hopefully you had some podcasts or something to listen to. I, I did. I've been. I have really been. I know I've mentioned. I know I've talked about script notes on here a couple times, but they had a thing a while back, and I say a while back because they're up to like two seventy something, I think now, mm-hmm. where they were selling because their their feed only goes back the most recent twenty episodes mm-hmm. which is cool fine it's a it's a hosting thing i get it that's cool right um but it gives them a neat opportunity where like at 100 and 150 and 200 at 250 they they've been selling a usb drive that's had every episode they've done on it up to that point oh that's smart and it's like 20 bucks and it's a neat little thing and they have they do have like a subscription service they've got an app where you can access the entire catalog and it's like two bucks a month, I think. It's it's pocket change, uh, and it's and it's great. Uh, it's a fun little service. There, one it's great. One of their slogans is they love to talk about how they will they will they promise they will never make money on their podcast. <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> who's good. who's the podcast? Uh, it's uh, it's a couple of screenwriters. Uh, Craig Mazin, who did the Hangover sequels, he wrote Identity Thief. And John August, who did the adaptation of Big Fish, and then did and then did it as uh, as a musical, which uh, which was really cool. It ran for it it didn't run for terribly long, but it was actually a really good show. Um, and the cast album is on Amazon. If anybody wants to check it out, it's definitely worth it. Um, and he is uh, right now he's working on scary stories to tell in the dark. Cause oh yeah, because they're doing right. that for CBS Films. But uh, it's great because the two of them, they started it kind of as a craft podcast. Like, well, here are questions that we hear all the time about writing screenplays. And it just it just grew because they're up to, you know, they're they're running up on 300 episodes now. It's how long what was been the name doing. again? Script Notes. S-C-R-I-P-T-N-O-T-E-S. Gotcha. It's it's so worth it. Episode, <laughs> if Because I've been listening to them while I've been making deliveries. And so I've had, I've been going through, you know, two, three, four a day if we're busy enough. And when I got to 160, episode 160 is this amazing 
bizarre topic jumping ride. It's and it's hysterical because usually they go off on like a tangent, but they it, it, 160 was like a tangent fest like we have, where it's mm-hmm. not just like we go one place, we'll go like four places, but you know ours are kind of contained in the realm of of geekdom, in a sense right. usually. Um, this theirs just kind of went and spiraled into some really weird directions. And it was great because they kept saying, like, as it was happening, they were like, and this is, and now we're over here. Uh, right. <laughs> but it, uh, it's, it's great. And they, they have, because uh, they talk a lot about not just the, what's the, the, the actual, like, catch for this show. It's, uh, it's a podcast about screenwriting and things that are interesting to screenwriters. So it's, <laughs> it, it, they add in the occasional, uh, like, not necessarily Hollywood topic. But they do they do a lot about the actual art of of screenplays and how to write and how to do stories, uh, and they do some behind the scenes stuff with Hollywood, and that's kind of neat. Where it's just like, oh yeah, and you know we heard about this and we talked about this, and well, I can tell you a little about this. And they get they break down a lot of the nuts and bolts, especially of like how the WGA deals work. And everything and stuff like that. I can see some people just kind of their eyes would glaze over at that stuff. Fascinates me. It, yeah, it, I mean, it really does. So definitely check them out. There, it's, yeah. It's I great. actually, while you were talking, I just subscribed to them. Yeah, and there's no like you don't have to have a jump in point. Like any episode can be a first. I love that. Yeah. yeah no. It one day whenever we're slow on news, we should just kind of go over what each other are listening to. Yeah, totally. Because awesome. I, I mean, I, I honestly think I have like forty that I listen to every week. Yeah, you listen to, you listen to it. Like I, I, I have like two or three. Yeah. That I listen to. I'm a crazy regularly. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you do a whole. Well, it's like you know, I, I like I can't when I'm by if I'm by myself, I have to have it in my, in my ears listening to something. You know, I don't know why it's so weird if I'm, you know, if I'm driving somewhere, it's in the car. If I am, if I'm out shopping again, if I'm, if I'm with someone else, obviously I'm not going to, you know, be like, Hey, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to listen. But, um, (laughs) if I'm doing anything, it's just constantly, I need something in my ear to keep me entertained. And, you know, I have, like I said, I have podcasts that span from, you know, Jane miles, explain the X-Men to, to, to the to giant bomb which are the huge video game you know i have all of ign's uh, total biscuit the co-optional podcast i have a slew of star wars podcasts tom and danner which are huge huge in orlando tom and dan are bigger than the local radio stations in orlando <laughs> um yeah dude i just i have a ton i just got two of them this week i won't go into them but one's about serial killers so every episode is just it's the title is serial killers and every episode each week it's just about a serial killer. It's, it's such a cool little, like, stuff that I don't know that you would normally just catch on TV. Right. And you're like, oh, that's a cool story or whatever. Uh, another one is called Lore, and it's just about lore of things. I've, I, I think I've heard of Lore. It's it's very I, – I think I started listening to it, and it's it's dry. It's I think it was a little too dry for me. Right. See, I haven't listened to those two yet. Um, I just saw it when I looked up podcasts and I was like, oh, those are like the top whatever. I read the description. I was like, those could be interesting because I run out of 
podcast super fast. Those two, and I downloaded Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which does like – it will do like three episodes back to back where they will go into one specific subject in history and just talk about it for hours. Um, <clears throat> talk is Jericho. I have a ton of wrestling podcasts. Going in Raw is probably my favorite out of them. Uh, there's just – there's there's just so many. There's yeah. Just, like I even scratched the surface telling you what, what I what I listen to, but uh, yeah. and the nerdist and all of that, of course. But I even listen to a podcast where they do D and D, where they literally have a D and D adventure. Oh, is it the um? Which oh, which one is it? It's a is it um? Well, this is this is actually attached to, uh, the group of podcasts that I listen to, which is Talking Comics. I got on them very early. Huge fans of them. I play PlayStation with them, talk to them on Twitter all the time. They grew out and they did – they have a talking games. Right. Um, they have a talking – you know, everything. They did one called Adventure with an exclamation point. It's Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, and it's the same people who are in all these other podcasts sit down and do a uh, – a, a Dungeons and Dragons adventure and they're all new at it. So I felt like going into it, like I'm just on the same level they are. Cause I don't know anything about it. Nice. And they were just having a blast. It was just funny to listen to them kind of tell their story and who got killed and everything else. Yeah. That would, that would be fun. Like I would, yeah, I could jump into that. I used to listen to uh nerd poker. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Which was cause that, which was a uh, Brian Posehn and, and they had, they had a fairly stable cast at least for a little while. And then yeah. I just kind of fell out of it because that's what happens with me and podcasts. Yeah, man. The Talking Comics is the first podcast I ever listened to. I really – I highly recommend that. Uh, Bobby, who runs the whole Talking Podcast you know, empire up there in New York, um, <laughs> they are so down to earth. Super cool. Him and Justin and Steve and all of them. Like I've been listening to them for years and they just seem so – genuine and down to earth and they've got a guy on their show called his name's bob um and he's an older guy and he knows more about comics than anyone i have ever listened to nice. and he's so passionate about it and you you can hear him just he is so giddy with joy when he talks about you know talk, talking about reading fantastic four for the first time i think he read like fantastic four number four for the first time as a kid and like wow. it is so yeah it is so cool and what's cool is there's they, they seem and this is going to be so weird to say but they seem approachable like when you talk to them on Twitter, they immediately respond back. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, I've had emails. I've had strings of email with one of the guys, Steve, say for years, you know, and I've never met him. And, and it's just because you just, you connect with those kind of people. So, yeah, the talking comics, talking games, all of those, fantastic. Nice. Absolutely fantastic. Very cool. Um, yeah, so we've done. Jeez, yeah, we'll get all back to that some other day. Um, well, that'd be really cool to kind of maybe we'll make it like a special episode where we sit down and just kind of talk about all the podcasts we listen to because I'm sure there's some crossover. I'm sure you listen to Steve Austin or something like that. Um, on on occasion, like I don't have, I'll do oh, yeah, like KO on today. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was so good. Yeah, oh nice. He's like, Let's talk about the stunner. <laughs> <laughs> and and it makes sense like it, it totally and i won't go too much far into it but the way kevin owens because kevin owens talks a lot in his matches and he talks about how when he joined the uh, wwe he had a heavy french accent and he has gotten much better with his english accent and he and he was told by steve austin 
never stop running your mouth. And apparently that's, you know, if you think about it, that's all he does in matches. Yeah. That's one of oh, his key things is yeah. you hear him scream to the top of his lungs something extremely funny. <laughs> is, and it gets the he, crowd going. Is he okay? Check yeah, on him. Make sure he's okay. Like, uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin it, Owens is the best. He really yeah, is. He talks about because he's like, where do you come that from? He's like, you told me to never stop talking. And all I watch is The Office. All the time. It's like I'm watching The Office constantly because it reminds me of home, reminds me of my family. And if I'm not wrestling, I'm, I'm watching The Office over and over and over. And it's like that's the same kind of humor he has. you know. And so especially with Jericho and stuff like that, it is it, – it, I, I listen to Steve Austin when he has people on that I know. Yeah, because you know, like Braun Strowman, such a cool interview, like about how he got into the business and and everything else, and you know, it's just it's really cool. I won't go too much into it, but but it's it was really fun uh, to to listen to. The same with Jericho. Jericho's got some people on, and Jr. When he's got people on, those are the ones I listen to. When he's got names I just don't recognize, I'm like, okay, I'll pass. I don't. I don't know who Tough Enough Entrant Five, you know, <laughs> is, you know. But when he's got names I recognize, I'm like, oh, okay, Eric Bischoff, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so we got a lot of news to talk about. We got a break coming up soon. So, did you want to get into the Academy Awards this year, or do you want to get into some movie news? Uh, let me go ahead and just break down the winners list real quick. Okay. Um, and I'll run this from the bottom up. Um, okay. Animated feature Zootopia, uh, animated short Piper, uh, live action short Sing, Christoph Dijk and Anna Udvardi, uh, film editing Josh Gilbert for Hacksaw Ridge, costume design Colleen Atwood, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, makeup and hair styling we're not going to discuss, visual effects Robert Legato, Adam Valdez, Andrew R. Jones and Dan Lemon for The Jungle Book. Uh, production design, Dan Wasco, uh, Sandy Reynolds Wasco, La La Land. Original song, City of Stars, La La Land. Original score, Justin Hurwitz, La La Land. Sound mixing, Kevin O'Connell, Andy Wright, Robert McKenzie, and Peter Grace, Hacksaw Ridge. Sound editing, uh, Sylvain Belmer, Arrival. Foreign language, The Salesman, Irene. Uh, documentary short, The White Helmets. Documentary feature, OJ Made in America. Cinematography, Linus Sandgren, La La Land. Original screenplay, Manchester by the Sea, Kenneth Lonergan. Adapted screenplay, Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Supporting actress, Viola Davis, Fences. Supporting actor, actor Mahershala Ali, Moonlight. Uh, lead actress, Emma Stone, La La Land. Uh, actor, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Director, Damien Chazelle, La La Land. And picture uh, actually wound up being Moonlight. So there was that. Yeah, man, that was crazy, right? That was madness. Um, I, I, you know, I, you, we've heard the jokes. Vince McMahon behind the scenes, you know, right? Like it, 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 Directed how, by M Night Shyamalan and all that. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, uh, I, we, we now know what happened. They, they uh, were given the best actress um, envelope. And what was crazy is, you know, apparently Emma Stone had it as well, but apparently there were two. And right, they always have backups just in case, you know. Yeah, and it was just madness because, like, okay, La La won. That's what everyone was expecting. I looked away from the TV. I'm chatting and typing or doing something, and then all of a sudden, I see the stage getting weird and yeah, and and <laughs> they're like, no, we're get-. and I thought at first they were just being nice or whatever, and they were like, no, honestly, I'm gonna give you my award because I thought you were the best film, right? But he was like, no. 
we read the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, we read the wrong card and he handed it out and Yeah. Oh man, I felt I felt bad for everyone involved, but and, and like everybody's freaking out over like, oh, the dude handed him the wrong envelope. Like I that's what it boils down to. There was no right. this was not malicious intent. There was no. no like nobody tried to steal anything because the the first people out there were the the producers for the for the show that right. you know because the price waterhouse accountants were kicking them in the ass like whoa 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 we we remember you know we have this stuff committed to memory right because those it's, are the only two people who knew right they're like it's another redundancy we have just to make sure this all goes according to plan and right now it's not going according to plan and you know what? The whole night was going according to plan. It was such a pitch perfect. I thought Jimmy Kilmore killed it. Yeah, and I with I, all his jokes yeah. with, with with Matt Damon, like <laughs> you know, he come out as guest. You know, That's ben, it. Affleck. ben Affleck and guest. It's really it was so good. Now I know uh, we gotta we gotta go to a break, and there's a lot to uh, uh, to digest here. But um, when we get back, we'll talk more about it. Um. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we will see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, before we went on break, we were talking about uh, the Academy Awards and what happened at the end there. And, you know, I thought they did the best job they could with what happened. You know, they briefly explained what happened. It made sense. It's like, oh, okay, he read the wrong card because he was given the wrong card. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a senior moment or something. Um, and they, you know, they, they got up on stage. I thought they very, very respectfully was like, no, this is yours. You know, it's, this kind of sucks what happened. Here you go. Um, and yeah, it was, it was just bizarre. Um, yeah. and it's, and it's something, you know, I joked, you know, I, it sucks what happened to the people involved, but it got the Oscars just in everyone's mouth for 24 hours. Sure. You know, Twitter didn't look like a disaster for half a day, you know, <laughs> you know, it was, oh, we can laugh at something again, you know? And so, yeah. um, Warren, you know, it, what did you do? <laughs> right. Great, you know, I heard, great. uh, Jeremy Johns, he talked about like, uh, you know, he was like, you think about how many Oscars have been giving out in the history of Oscars, how many per show per year, right? thousands. And there's one mistake. It's going to happen. You know, it did happen in the biggest, you know, category of them all or whatever. But whatever, you know, it's something that I'm sure they will joke about next year. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. And, you know, I hope they invite Jimmy Kimmel back because it was one of the first times in a very long time where I was entertained throughout it. You know, and I was doing other things, but the jokes, he nailed them, like especially the rivalry with him and Matt Damon, I, <laughs> I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And I look. I even like the tourist skit. Oh yeah, I even no, I I, love that. like had anybody else done that, I it would have seemed so ham-fisted. Yeah, but I don't know the way that Kimmel handled it. I I've got a lot. Like I was never a fan of Kimmel, but I didn't. I, I never came down on him. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. But right. I I've got a whole new respect for him after after the Oscars. Oh yeah, sure. he's funny, especially on his feet, you know. And it, it, it was great. It, it was, it was, it was. I thought it was a good show. Um, in the end, you know, I felt like we just watched uh, 
wrestling pay-per-view and like the surprise ending you know and like yeah. rock busted randy's head open or like like it, it had this weird surprise twist ending that everyone was talking about and you know you you can't script that you know it's 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 like a good football game where it's down to the last minute and you know something crazy happened like when the packers won that you know that uh that playoff game or when the the Patriots won the Super Bowl. That was a little bit longer, but you know what I'm saying. Right. You were just like, well, this isn't going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. And then it suddenly everything goes nuts. But, um, you know, it, it I think it did put a, uh, you know, as much as Moonlight, if it would have won the normal way, it would have gotten the spotlight. It got more people talking about Moonlight the next day than I think they would have if, if nothing like that would have happened does that make sense i agree yeah the drama yeah you know for better or worse the drama brought the attention right you can take a silver lining with that i think because it, it it yeah it got it had my friends who don't care one lick about the oscars going what's this moonlight movie you know what's it all about because how you know i heard what happened the you know everyone thought la la land was gonna win but this moonlight movie what's it about and so like if it, if that's what happens awesome and i think moonlight just came out this week on blu-ray didn't it did it did it come out was it this week i believe so my buddy showed me like a digital code for it nice well because i didn't know if it was if it was digital first and blu-ray and then you know because they they've been staggering it came out the 28th cool well go i look man i'm telling you know check it out like it's a hell it's a hell of a movie and for for an award show movie because Mm -hmm. since I, since Crash, because Crash ruined everything, uh, it, seriously, because it's awful, and it won Best Picture. I think since then, the Oscars have been about, you know, what's what have been the best movies that nobody's heard about. Which, mm-hmm. you know, on the one hand is fine, because they have been really great movies. You know, Moonlight was a fantastic movie. Um, but, you know, think back to when, you know, Lord of the Rings... Titanic, Forrest Gump, you know, when when movies that people watched were actually <laughs> winning awards. And that's not what's happening now. Um, right. And, I, you know, it's a reflection on what's commercially viable and what is commercially successful. And where is the disconnect between the general audience and the idea of, of what makes, you know, an, an award-winning film. And, you know, the argument of which is out of touch, the committees or the the audience. Um, The correct answer is the audience, by the way. But it's just (laughs) it's it's just Moonlight is not a particularly abstract film the way that some of these are. It's it's a it's a story. It's 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 this kid grows up at the heart of it. It's a simple story, but it's. It's so poignant and so beautifully told, and it's really, really tremendous. Yeah, I gotta see it. That's one of the ones that I missed. Yeah, so. it's 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 fantastic. Barry Jenkins did did a hell of a thing with that. He really did. Yeah, yeah, yep. So that'll be on the list of things I need to watch. Um, seen Arrival, <clears throat> saw um, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, which I loved. Um, gotta see Moonlight. Gotta see. Uh, gotta see La La Land. Um, have you seen all the Academy Award winning films? Have you seen Suicide Squad? Oh, geez. Yeah, I've seen that, actually. Um, that's yeah. That's uh, that's something that we all have to live with now. 
Hey, well, I mean, hey, it, it had good makeup, but you know, was, I, I thought Star Trek was better. Star Trek was infinitely better. It was well, they have the they have the crocodile guy. I mean, they did have good makeup in it. I I thought the characters looked fantastic, and that wasn't Suicide Squad's problem. Everything else was the problem. So you know, I, you know, as much as I, I'm with you, I, it sucks that it's now going to be taunted as this Academy Award winning film. It's not Academy Award winning is in the same way I see like, you know, Nolan's Batman trilogy. I, yeah, but it doesn't matter. The words are still the same, and I I agree with that to a point. Like I, I think that I, matters to people who just want to get on the internet and be trolls. It doesn't matter to like like actual people having real conversations. It's gonna it's film. it's gonna matter to the studios. It's gonna matter in Hollywood. It's gonna matter behind. It's gonna matter in the conversations that matter no i i think the studios are smart enough to go that was because of the makeup not because of the script or anything else i think they're smart to know yeah we, we won makeup of course i don't think anyone in the marvel universe they, they don't use makeup like that if you know if it's someone like that they're cgi you know what i mean yeah if anything maybe we get some more uh, you know, real—I don't want to say real characters, but like you know, practical effects on characters. Yeah. We're getting that with with um, Guardians, you know. True, but true. Outside of that, you know, the That's Avengers true. doesn't have anything like that. It, that would be visual effects, if anything, and you know, they would win for which I'm, it will come. They make so many of them. One of them will win an award for visual effects or whatever. I, I don't even put those kind of movies though in the academy awards because i think they're seen just in a different lens than superhero films you know what i mean yeah um i don't they're two completely different uh, when i go to the theater there's certain films i want to see and then there's other words i'm like okay i know this is going to be a slower more drawn out the more where i think and come out with a different feeling Unlike the Marvel films where I'm like, I know I'm just going to go have fun at this. It's just going to be a lot of fun. True. Yeah. But movies like if I went and saw Moonlight or something in the movie theater, I I, I would hope to come out feeling changed. True. You know what I mean? Your your complete mood should be like – and you should be thinking about it or whatever. Those are the – and I haven't even seen Moonlight, but w what it's about and whatnot, that's, that's what I think of with those kind of films. And I, you know, I – you know, it – I think Christopher Nolan got as close as you can get with superhero movies being on that same level. And I'm sure we'll get some, you know, soon Marvel's, I think done a great job at making their films so different that it's not out of the realm of possibility that they tiptoe in Nolan's style for some character, some random character. I think they do their best work with that on Netflix. Yeah. Agreed. Right. But those are series. Those are movies. So, um, you know, and I, I honestly don't think Marvel, Mar Disney is they, they care about money. You know what I mean? They, uh, I think they make money hand over fist with those so much that I don't even think they consider the Academy Awards when it comes to those kind of films. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, let's face it, the business of of the film business is business. Right. So, what right. you know, you want I, I mean, you know, look, the, the hardware is nice. I, you know, if, if, you know, how many Academy Awards have we won? So, right. You know. I, I, th I think those awards 
are more for the not for the studios but for the people that are working in them so like the winners for you know um for original score original song for um documentary short actor actress visual effects these names are now getting out there so now they're going to get a ton more work um every once in a while you get someone come out of the blue and put on such a good performance that now you're going to start seeing them in everything that's where these award shows i think the point not the point but i think that's what's so good about them is that you're you're going to see a supporting actress or actor or something that you might have not seen a few other things, and bam, now they're put the spotlight on them. The studios, studio, I mean, there's not an award for a studio, you know what I mean? And I think that's on purpose. Well, I mean, best film goes to the production team. I mean, that's about as okay. That's so about that's as the cl- one, right? I mean, that's as close as you're going to get, right? Um, but even then, excuse me, like the you know producers have to shop these things around I'd, a good producer and there are so few of them anymore does so much more than people think they do and i don't mean executive producers executive producer is more often than not a, a totally bullshit title they I got a question shoot and this is this is going to sound completely ignorant but i've been wanting to ask you uh ever since you know i've been hearing it for years the sound mixing the sound editing Give to me the most simple way to explain what goes behind that. Like, oh. why would a rival win for editing? Why would ha- uh, Hacksaw Ridge do for mixing? Uh, mixing is the blending of elements together. Editing is the creation of different elements. Um, okay. They, that's why they're two different things. And I think I've got that. I think I've got that definition right. Um, okay. I should. I hope so. Otherwise, they're going to come take my diploma from me. <laughs> but there's there is a difference between making unique sounds and and ones that fit, and, and you know, the, and and um, you know, making sounds that reflect what you're going for, and making them work within the film. Okay, so mixing is like them actually, like it's like in in Star Wars when they come up with the sounds of the AT, the AT-ATs and stuff like that. That's that's, yeah. I'm gonna have to look because that's I can't yeah. I cannot remember which is which. I I I I always had it in my head that editing was creating the sounds, mixing was applying. Oh, okay. So that would be I, editing. Then. I think. I think. So like a rival, because there's some weird alien sounds in that one. Right, and that would and that would be why. Right, and mixing is when the, the how they implemented it. And I thought they did a great job with Hacksaw, especially the scenes where suddenly there's an explosion and you can't hear anything, and yeah, it's crazy. Have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? I have not yet, actually. Ooh, so good, so good. Crazy, crazy good. Um, yeah. I was shocked, and I was like, <sighs> "Yeah." And the dude, the uh, Kevin O'Connell, has has been nominated. Have you seen his story? From what I understand, he's been nominated a million times, but never won. He's been nominated this for Hacksaw. Hacksaw Ridge was his twenty-first Academy Award nomination. Oh wow! And it was his first win. And sometimes he was nominated for two films in the same year and lost. 
Yeah, I mean, let's go over them. Terms of Endearment, Dune, Silverado, Top Gun, Black Rain, Days of Thunder, A Few Good Men, Crimson Tide, Twister, The Rock, Con Air. Oh, Con Air, crazy. Yeah. Uh, the Mask of Zara, Armageddon, The Patriot, Pearl Harbor, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, um, Memoirs of uh, Genosha, or no, how do you pronounce that? Geisha, Memoirs of Geisha. Geisha, yeah. Uh, Apocalypto, Transformers, Hacksaw Ridge. It makes sense he did Apocalypto. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. That so yeah, crazy. yeah, I yeah, I had it right. The editors, Genosha. I'm reading too much X Men. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I had it right. The editors create the sounds, the mixers put them all together. I thought that was right, but I just okay. I wanted that to makes sense. Yeah, I wanted to be sure. Yeah, yeah, that's but, crazy. Well, good for him. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 about damn time. Any surprises for you? Did you ex- expect that animated film and everything else? I yeah, nothing really. Um, I mean, Suicide Squad was disappointing, but not really surprising. Right. Um, no, I mean, nothing here really took me by surprise. There uh, there weren't any upsets. I think uh, Casey Affleck a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. De- I mean Denzel's performance in Fences was tremendous. I never it saw was, that. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a it's a it's a movieized. He seems like play. such a jerk. That's why I don't want to watch it. I, but I mean, you know, sometimes that's his best stuff. Like when when you give him that edge to be a hard ass, like it's it works. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it you know it just it's like, you know, I just don't like confrontation. So it's like when I see that trailer, I'm like, this guy's an asshole. I just don't want to. I don't want to watch that for two, an hour and a half or two hours. You know, ah, I don't know. I'm sure it's got a great story, but anytime I see a, a trailer, a commercial, it's literally him just being a jerk to his son. The entire trailer. <laughs> Thank God, I don't want to watch two hours of that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'll see it, of course. Um, yeah, but I mean, nothing, nothing really. I mean, you know, no big shock, no big upset. Yeah, yeah. No, well, imagine if a rival won best picture that would crazy that would have been an upset for sure yeah i mean I it was, was good too it was oh it was good totally i but... always root for the sci-fi just a little part of me wants them to win even though i know they don't have a shot yeah yeah uh the interesting thing another little bit of trivia um the uh the costume design award that went to fantastic beasts and where to find them the first academy award for the harry potter franchise Oh, really? Their first win, yeah. Did you know that, um, how do you pronounce his name, the guy, the sporting actor from Moonlight? Uh, Mahershala. First Muslim to ever win. I did know that. The Academy Awards. Uh, I saw an article about that, thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, How how about that? People who aren't white can act, who knew? (laughs) Right, (laughs) exactly. This was was a good year for the Oscars. It was, it really was. Yeah. I thought it was too, and you, it had, know, you know, a bump here and there, but you yeah. know, overall, a good year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. Well, uh, that takes us, I believe, to our next break. Yep. Um, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. When we come back, we'll talk more about movies. See you in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, before we get into movies stuff, I want to ask you a little fast. There's been a few Alien Covenant things coming out. Have you seen any of them? Like they had a like a four or five minute long like clip, and then they had a trailer. I, I saw the trailer. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of it? Because I know you've been very hesitant on wanting to see this film or 
whatnot. What did you think of the trailer? I, you know, it's it's pushing me. A, a part of it pushed me in the direction of like, oh, this looks interesting. And then, you know, it's like, oh, Xenomorphs in the Daylight. And I just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm wanting to root for this movie now. Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've gone from this movie's crap to, you know, I don't, this movie may not be crap, but I don't care. And now I'm into this movie may still be crap, but I care. Right. I, I yeah. actually kind of want this to be good now. Well, I think the Xenomorphs in Daylight, I think we saw one clip of them. Right. I'm positive, 100% positive, we will get close quarters, you know, Xenomorphs, um, especially with some of the clips we saw in the... Yeah. I'm glad we didn't see everything. I think that was done specifically to be like, here it is in all its glory, you know this is in the film. Right. Um, But uh, you should really check out, like, the five-minute clip because I I, I completely forgot you know, that some of these people were in here like James Franco. Yeah. And, and, um, what's his face? Oh, it just goes blank. The bigger guy, uh, the, um, uh, James Franco and, um, Danny McBride. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. And the five minute clip is really just the crew sitting around, relaxing, kind of celebrating what they're doing. And they're having real conversations. They're having honest conversation. Like Danny McBride is making some jokes. And I think you need some of that. Um, you know, and they're all sitting around having a beer, you know, just relaxing. And it's like, oh, this is making them feel like characters. This is making them feel human. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, this is just so they can tear them down. Right. That's, yeah. For the that's, rest of the film. Exactly. That's how you write a story. Like, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, and I think one of them starts to choke in it. And for a moment, you're like, oh, is this a xenomorph inside of them, you know, or whatever. And uh, it's really cool. It's a really cool scene. And I love that they've shown that to people that might might be like, oh, I don't know about this one. I think this could be really good. It's I'm way more excited about this than I have been for one of those kind of films in a while. I could care less about the Predator one at this point. Um, this one I'm super interested in. So we will, uh, we'll see. I'm excited. When does that come out? Do you have any idea? I don't remember. 2017, um, right? Oh, May, May 19th, 2017. Yeah, it's not too far. I remember that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got, we got some great movies and games coming out soon. So, yeah, I'm, some... I, you know, much to the surprise of, of some people, I'm coming out Friday. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Wait, I was like, wait, what do you mean by that, Logan? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, don't you have a girlfriend? No. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, uh, Logan, dude, it is all over. It, I think they even show the Rotten Tomato score in a commercial. Yeah, well, because I mean, that's <laughs> like and all the reviews are just like, this is the movie you want it to be. And that's all yeah. I need to hear. Like, you don't. It, it, that's it. You don't that's have it. to say anything else to me. Like, that's I don't want to see any more yeah. of it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm absolutely seeing it this weekend. I think I'm seeing it because the way my schedule is, I work the late shift. So I think I'm going Friday morning uh, to go see Logan before I work. Um, it all depends. If I if I get that switch and it's all I think about, then probably not. But um, <laughs> I, I really want to see Logan. So I'll either see it Friday morning or I'll hold off until Sunday. Yeah. Maybe I'll hold off until Sunday. But um. Um, yeah, dude, I can't wait to see that movie. It is going to be so good. Um, but let's get into some of the news. 
um, I saw with some Batman news, uh, Matt Reeves breaks downs and settles uh, with Matt Reeves. Will, will he direct, or is that what I'm reading? Here? Yeah, he will actually, because like last week they were like, oh, nope, talks broke down. And then, like, a handful of days ago, they were like, so Matt Reeves is going to direct. It was like, I got whiplash from that news. <laughs> like, Wow. Yeah, he's he's going to direct and produce, and I'm just like, okay, sure. Just whatever. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, take the next one. I thought this I thought. was the big news. I love this news, because this came out of the blue. This came right. so far out of nowhere. Like, I didn't see this coming. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris McKay, who directed the Lego Batman movie. And I had to reread this to make sure this wasn't them doing a Lego version of this movie. Like, is right. it a sequel or a spinoff? No, no. Doing a live-action Nightwing film for DC. Now, see, I've never really been a Nightwing fan, but oh. I know he has such a huge fan base. Yes. Oh, he's awesome. It's, yeah. it's, it's the idea of he's kind of the only DC character who's been allowed to grow up. That's true. In in main continuity, you know, Constantine got older, but you know that wasn't main DC. It didn't count. Um, I think him and maybe Barry, and that's it. Yeah, that's that's pretty much been it. Um, yeah. And interestingly, but, but more so, more so Nightwing. Than yeah. Because he's, yeah. I mean, he started off as a as a kid. He was the boy wonder, and yeah. and then he grew up and became his own thing and had his own arc and then became batman after the events of you know all that uh, that was fantastic um because that wasn't a mess and i mean that was it you got to see he has had an actual arc right that has stuck and and especially when they decided to strip that away from him and with with what happened in forever evil and you know, in after rebirth and everything, I I think they've re, they've what that he's Nightwing again. I think now, I don't. Yes, yeah. he's Nightwing again. And I meant Wally West, of course. I did not mean Barry. Holy crap! Right? I was yeah. I was like, wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I've never been really into. I know he's got a huge following. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I I that that's cool. I, I'm totally down to see Nightwing. Um, yeah. And they, you there's know. there was a guy who did a, a short Nightwing like a live action short that he did that I saw on like Attack of the Show on IGN a while ago, um, and it made it seem really cool. Um, I think it'd be interesting. It's gonna I think it's going to tell the part of that Batman story that we never really got with Jason Todd. You know, I hope we find out more about that and the Bat family and all that other stuff. Yeah, with it. Um, yeah. You know, I, I want these movies to do good. Do good. I want them to be good. And you know? yet they keep disappointing. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Would you have rather had a Nightwing or a Batgirl or a Batwoman? I would have taken. Give me a Batwoman movie. Yeah. Because Bat, uh, you know, I mean, Batgirl is Batgirl. Batwoman is really interesting, and I don't think she's been explored near enough. Her, her backstory, her upbringing, and think about that. Not just, you know. I mean, that would have freaked people out just because, I, I, you know, we're fine with a Wonder Woman movie and we're fine with a Captain Marvel movie because we're okay now with, like, all right, we need a female superhero movie. We got to have these. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but imagine if DC just drops, oh, hey, by the way, how about a a gay female member of the the Batman continuity is getting her own film? 
Like that's I'm t- like that would be a bold bold choice, and and I would yeah. be all for it because Katie Kane, if because I'm pretty sure that's her name, is has has kind of an interesting story. I admit I know very little, but what I do know is like oh this is this is a character with with story, which is is not always something you find in comics. It's right. it's, it's either boilerplate or it's it's almost non-existent. Mm-hmm. But but hers is it it does it eschews it eschews the stereotypes and and it's 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 complex. It's what you want it to be. It's what every kind of character's story should be, really. Which mm-hmm. is a dumb thing to say, but it has to be said. Mm-hmm. But I would yeah, that would have been fascinating. Of like Emma Stone or someone to play her, it'd be great. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I think mean, I, I don't know. Whenever I think of Batwoman or Batgirl. I don't know why I think of Emma Stone. It's the red. It's the red hair, the eyes. I don't know. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It would be interesting. Um, you know, who, who's not to say they might put Batwoman or Batgirl in Nightwing? I'm sure it will have to do with the Bat family. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be interesting. Um, Suicide Squad Two is in talks with Mel Gibson to direct the sequel. Yeah, they want Mel Gibson for Suicide Squad Two. Yeah. I, well, look. I mean, Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, dude, it was fantastic. Like, look it... what he can do. I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think Mel's. I Mel's, think it's, I think Mel Gibson's way above this. I yeah, well yeah, but no, like no, Mel, I, I absolutely do. I don't see him making superhero movie. I, I don't know. Is any all his movies? just are not near that kind of stuff. Yeah, matter. but remember he worked on the Expendables. Ugh, I mean I that's know. I mean that's close. That kind of big actiony film. I mean You're hell, right, man. that is. I just don't when I think of Mel Gibson, I don't think of those kind of films. You don't think of Mad Max who was in himself kind of a superhero figure? Did he no, but I mean in the movies he's directed, the movies that he sits down and makes his are his nothing like those. His biggest directed film was about one of the biggest superhero figures of all time. What? What what movie did he direct that I'm not remembering? The Passion of the Christ. Oh, come on. I look, man. I you know, <laughs> I know it's an old you can't tr- compare that to Suicide Squad I, too. I, I know, I know. I'm in the in the <laughs> grand way, mythological sense. I was I was being a little facetious there. Right. But but he did the beer. Tell, I, I come just, on, I, tell, I, tell me that I, wouldn't have made a hell of a movie. Right, right. But right. there's well, but I mean, there is. You know, it does kind of speak to Mel. Once Mel likes these larger than life kind of figures, he likes these mythological kind of figures. You know, no disrespect, but but I mean, look at look at Braveheart. William Wallace, the kind of the this sort of of hero, like he yeah. likes these characters. Even even the Patriot, he was drawn to. It's like it was he likes these these big characters. So I don't I don't think he's above this. I think he I I don't know if it's exactly up his alley, but I don't think a a, a hero team movie is completely out of the is completely out of the norm for him. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, mean, don't, I don't know if he were to make a Marvel or a DC film. I think he would have more leeway in a DC film. I th- and I, I think I, I think he'd do a better like Daredevil movie, especially with the Christianity and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, more grounded. When I think of Suicide Squad, I just <laughs> don't think of grounded. I think of like, you know, um, I don't know. I think of B, like it just extra, you know, just just a lot of extra stuff. Well, I mean, um, Apocalypto wasn't a small film. Like it had it had big themes. It had big moments. It had big set pieces. Malcolm yeah, too big. I guess. You know, I just think of like I don't know. I could see James Gunn jumping over and doing that or something. Oh, not... that's oh yeah, it's totally a James Gunn film. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. We'll see. But I mean, it's, um, it's, appar- it's apparently he made a point th- again this week that we're like we're still in talks. Nothing's final yet. Right. So I I don't know. I'm just I don't expect it to happen, and it would be a strange pull for sure. But I just I don't think it's quite as crazy. It's 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 crazy. But I don't think it's quite as crazy as some people think. Look who we're talking about, though. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, David F. Uh, Sandberg lights out. Um, is in talks for uh, talks to d- direct Shazam. Yeah. Uh, good choice. Good choice. Interesting yeah. choice. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't know. I missed The Rock at uh, at the Oscars. I, I wasn't watching. He, he he got up and he was like, I'm going to sing and was talking like how he had called the producers for the Oscars and was like, I'm going to sing and it's going to be great. And they were like, yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. His, I mean, his bit was was short. And, I, you know, he was The Rock. What are you going to do? I saw that he was doing the people's eyebrow. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did that <laughs> at the end. That's great. Uh, um, and then he called CM Punk. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. You never believe what happened, Phil. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Go ahead and take the next one. That would have been fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, a little Wonder Woman casting news. Uh, David Thewlis, and I'm sure I'm mispronouncing that, uh, has been cast as Ares, as the villain. Um, he played Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter films. Oh, okay. So it's I liked I, him. Yeah, he was good. He can carry it. He can do that kind of that kind of dark and menacing. He's he, he's he's got it. That'll be good. He was in the Theory of Everything. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, we got uh, you. Actually, go ahead and take the next one here. Yeah, uh, we got some X Force news. Uh, Joe Carnahan is going to direct. Good choice. Uh, and he's co-writing the film with Ryan Reynolds. Which is crazy. I Ryan is just kind of... Ryan is trying to be like like the next Simon Kinberg over there. Yeah. And, not, and I don't mean like he's trying to take his place. I just mean he's like... Ryan is going to be like, I... I got this. The the Deadpool end of the the X Men spectrum, he's he's like I got this covered. Deadpool, X Force, anything right. like that. He he wants to have a handle on. And you Smart. know, if as long as they keep turning out like Deadpool, more power to him. I'm like yeah, they should be funny and they should be fun. And yeah. when I when I think about going and seeing X Force, I should be thinking the same thing of like of you know daredevil a little bit a little bit of daredevil a little bit of guardians a little bit of x-men all rolled up in one yeah um because the x-force is supposed to be deadly but at the same time they got someone like deadpool on their team um and yeah. it also depends on what version of x-force they're going after yeah, here, if they, they were very different <laughs> yeah if they do the the uh 
not the most not cable in the X Force, but the X Force before that. I mean, with you know, with Phantom X and all those, like that's that was dark. Very, very like, dark. Was... And I, I don't think I think maybe they'll have one or two characters that are very dark, but yeah. especially if they have Deadpool, even though he was in the dark one. Um, and actually, honestly, in on in comic form, that was my favorite version of Deadpool. Um, and it, it would make sense that if the in the movie he is rained back a little bit because yeah. I can't imagine it will be rated R. Um, who knows? Well, what do you I think? Mean, do you think they would do? Because that would be the third rated R superhero film. These things make money. That's all they're going to look at. Do they make? Do they make money? Deadpool was a gamble. It paid off. Logan is going to be a gamble. It's going to pay off. So, true. so they, do they, they? Do they differentiate between X Men and X Force? Is is the big question? How do they draw that line? And I think making one. Hey, take your kids to see this one. Don't take your kids to see this one. That's that's where I think the messaging might get a little muddled. Like, how do you like which ones do you take your kids to True. for the X Men films? Um, uh, it's like you can take them just to the X Men, but you can't take them to any of the other ones. And and look, you know, <laughs> which I mean, I'm fine that's, with, but yeah, it's you know, I could see that being a big question for them. Yeah, that's like, that's how def- do we go about this? Yeah, it's definitely something Fox is going to have to look at for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, we are coming up to another break. When we get back, we'll have still a lot more movie news to talk about. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll talk to you guys in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we are still knee deep in movie news. Um, where were we, actually? Uh, talking about the, the R-rated wing of uh, Fox's oh. X-Men franchise, which kind of bleeds over into the, the next bit we've got here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kerry Washington reported the eye to play Domino in the sequel. Cool. And uh, Rob Liefeld wants Russell Crowe lead for Cable. Yeah, that's interesting. I I don't know. Russell's a little too soft-spoken, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, Cable, he's he's almost got it. But Cable, to me, is a little more mean. He's a little more emotive. Like, he's... Cable is... Cable is like the eternal drill sergeant mm-hmm. is the way I see him. Like he's always just, he is the in your face. Um, get me, get me the guy from Avatar. Whoever was the villain in, in Avatar. I don't like him. I, but I mean, that was Cable. That could be Cable. Like that, the look, yeah. the sound, like that's what I think of when I think of Cable. Kind yeah, I, he was the one a lot of people. Well, he wanted to be in it too. Yeah, let me look up his name. But I did not like because he just did not. Stephen Lang. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah give me yes. He I will too, take it. I don't know. It was too skinny or old. I, I don't know. Um, I just did not like. I, 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 I could see Stephen Lang getting it. I could see Russell Crowe getting it. I honestly don't know. Um, like I always say, John Hamm for all those kind of roles, just because. I think he's got the look. Yeah, and um, I, I keep forgetting John Hamm's a big dude. He's big. I keep he's, I always forget that. Like every time I see him, I'm like, God, he's I, I keep he's not a skinny he's guy. The, he's the size of what everyone remembers their dad being when yes. they were little. Yes, that is that's <laughs> the best way to put it. Yeah, that's a fa- that's a fantastic phrase. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and so 
you know, that I think he would be perfect as Cable. I thought he would be a great, you know, um, Doctor Strange. Like, he's got to get in these movies, one of these, at some point. It's, yeah. He's got the chin for it. Yeah, um, if for nothing else, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Man, I miss Mad Men. That was such a good series. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's some news. Um, uh, Gotham City Sirens director David Ayer teases Black Mask as the villain. Interesting choice. I approve. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, Star Wars, The Last Jedi outed as plural by foreign titles. I believe it was the German titles. It, that... it was the German one first and then the uh, and then the Spanish one. Right, right. So this this is cool. You know, so that means, you know, we're going to get some Last Jedi. Makes sense. There's not that many out there. Right. I mean, we knew there were at least two. Yeah, exactly. I, I really think that Ben, uh, they're going to still try and get to join them. Like, dude, you're fucking up. Like, we get it. You killed your dad. We could talk about it. But I don't know. Uh, I, I, I still think that they're going to, you know, maybe wrongfully try and talk him down. Because, I don't know, so so many things could happen in the next one. Um, yeah, I mean, but... I mean, think about what the, I mean. They've done that with Vader, though. Exactly. They, I and I think I think that's why if they decide to try to go down that road again, they have to have it fail. Right. Like you know, it can't be. You have to have the inverse of what happened in a sense. You know, we had you know Anakin killed the younglings, became Darth Vader. Ben killed all the other uh, Jedi Padawans, became uh, became evil. Well, I to be completely... fair, to be fair, I think Ben crossed a line that even Vader couldn't. And I think they did that on purpose to show that this kid is going further than Vader. He did something. True. Vader saved his son. So to me, Kylo Ren, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you do something wrong, and you know you're wrong, or you're in an argument, and you realize halfway through, shit, I'm the bad guy here. Yeah. But you just keep being a jerk. But you, you eventually, you know, okay, I'm gonna apologize. But give me just a moment. Um, I think maybe that's where he's at, where he knows he fucked up, and he knows he did cross the line, but he did it just so that he can be completely consumed by the dark side that was the only way that was going to work yeah um one of the one of the things i need to get in the next few weeks is the 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 3d imax blu-ray bullshit that they came out with that had the jj abrams commentary on it oh and from the clip that i heard he talks about that he talks about how kylo ren that that han solo actually did in his writing when when jj wrote this or helped with it he is you are supposed to the audience feel that he is being talked down but there's the moment where he's like i need to go further i need to push this if i want to become powerful and it's like that bridge that you he's crossed and he's gone too far now so now he can't look back yeah um and that's where that's where his headspace is at so who knows maybe luke and maybe leia maybe there's there's like like before you kill other people, maybe we can still, you know, we can't just completely make him a villain and then he continues to do villain, villainous things. 
maybe we can get him back on our side. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's redemption after you kill Han Solo. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like a year and a half out. <laughs> I know. I, think. I know. I know. So, um, but yeah, it's so interesting. I can't wait for. I can't wait to get pumped back into it. We're, we are. Uh, <sighs> we are far enough away from Rogue One. And not as close to episode eight, where I'm not in the Star Wars mood. I'm sure I will be in a month or two when Thrawn comes out the book. Um, that's when I think it'll start to ramp up. Yeah, that's April, right? Yeah, and that's when nice. I'm going to Celebration. And that is when I will be in full-blown Star Wars mode. That is what – yes, because you will see the first trailer for episode eight. I have no doubt yeah. in my mind. Oh, yeah. They, well, I think it's going to be – they said there's supposed to be a huge surprise at the opening – for for the panel on saturday i don't think we're gonna get the trailer there maybe we will you know it makes sense i guess well i mean production's wrapped like i want it to be something else i want them to be like guess what everyone in the room you now get to see the movie i yeah like (laughs) totally unrealistic i'm just kidding yeah um i hope we see you know i don't even know what i want to see it's a celebration i want to see the trailer obviously I want to see. Um, I, I want to see, see what they're working on video game wise, which I don't know if they'll have anything there. But that's what I'm interested in. I, I don't know. It's going to be a blast. That um, there are there are two things that I would want to see. If if it's like here's my list, show me what is uh, what is Visceral working on? What game are they doing specifically? And, uh, oh, hey, by the way, uh, we're doing a live-action series on Netflix, and it debuts in, you know, like, two months. Like, Took just, words out of my mouth. Right, yep. just That's totally... That's what I was going to say. Yeah, just totally out of the blue. You know, have a thing of, like, here's... And I don't care when it's... I want it Old Republic. Give me that as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Give, yep. me, give me Old Republic set Netflix series... And and then you know show the show the trailer you know it's two minutes whatever, and then release date you know September something, right? Just absolutely freak everybody out. I, I don't even care if it's about a moist farmer on Tatooine with no force powers that just lives on Tatooine and he just lives there, and he's a fucking detective or something. I don't care what it is. Right. Or, <laughs> I want some live action TV show. Or, hey, um, you know, Obi-Wan has a lot of unaccounted for time. <laughs> oh, dude. Imagine if they were like, by the way, we're doing a Hugh McGregor TV show on Netflix and it's going to be about Obi-Wan Kenobi's right. journeys. Yeah. You know how everybody wants an Obi-Wan Kenobi spinoff movie? Cue the applause. Well, uh, we're not going to be able to do that. Boo. Because we have this deal with Netflix. And that room will go ballistic. Right, right. That room will absolutely explode. You know, it, oh, just make it the journals of Ben Kenobi. Yes. Just call it that. Yeah. Totally. Oh, dude. And it, let it, that and let that be the, Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You kidding? Yeah, and they've they've had a few comics, um, especially in the Star Wars comic. They've had you know, they'll do two or three issues where it's I just that's where I stole it from. It's yeah. called the the journals of Ben Kenobi. They have ones about Yoda and stuff like that. Uh, dude, yeah, just do stuff like that where, you know, it, he 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 tries his best to hold the force back and he doesn't show the lightsaber. That's how you do a TV show like that. Honestly, that's how you do a live action Netflix show for a budget. Is you put it on Tatooine, you you do some live act, you know, you do some practical effects. Um, and you hold back the lightsaber and stuff until those special moments to use it. Just like what they do with Daredevil. 
Exactly. You they keep... hold the uniform until the end. Right. The the things that cost the most money are also the things that that thematically help if yeah. you don't show them all the time. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and I would just love a cool story set on, you know, and you can you can have in that time frame you can have Boba Fett, you can have so many cool characters. I would uh, that's let me see that. Let me see, you know, call call the show something like Star Wars anthologies. And every season is a different character. Oh, one, you're, you're you know, first season. My heart Yeah, first season Obi Wan has to be. Second season Ahsoka. Oh yeah. And then go from there. Pick anybody. I I don't care. Give me give me characters I know. Give Boba. me char- <laughs> Give me characters that that somebody like you would know that I don't. Give me give me completely made up characters. Give me somebody who was an ancillary character. Give me the give me the guy who has the the death sentence on twelve systems. I'll yes. take I'll take it. Absolutely. Give me a give me a here's give me and give me a villain. I'll take I'll take a season of of things from Jabba the Hutt's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Like that would that would be great. Yeah. Did you ever read the Lando uh, comic? I I the first I think just the first issue, but I know it was only what like a five six issue run. It wasn't a long run. That's what's great about them. I on you know what I think next week I am I'm gonna run down to a comic shop, and I'm gonna if they don't have it I'm gonna order. I want I want the Lando comic. I want the Chewbacca comic. The Lando comic is one of the best ones they had, and it tells a really cool story about Lobo. Nice. Yeah, it it made Lobo. One of the most interesting characters I've read in the Star in the Star Wars comics, and it and you 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 find out you know everything about his character, why he has that thing on his head and everything else, and it's it is it is gut wrenching, um, and it's it's one of the best comics there yeah. are. See there you uh, go. For, There's there are all these stories that we don't have. Yep. Oh and yeah. That, and, you know. and, and the Chewbacca one talks you know talks about what he does why, and it. it the, the Chewbacca one. This is kind of a spoiler, but it explains about his medal. Yeah, and and why he didn't, you know, Wookies that that is against their their you know uh, what do you call it? That's against their pride to to accept uh, stuff for courage. Yeah, uh, because they are courageous constantly, so they don't need an award for that. Like <laughs> I loved that stuff. It, it 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 it's canon now. It is official. That is officially what happened and, and why you know I love that kind of stuff. So yeah. like you said, an anthology series based on random characters and pick and do each season like that, it would put Netflix their stock would go it would go so I would, I'm, dude. I'm telling you, I'm tempted to go to go buy Netflix stock before yeah. celebration, just in case. Like, um, yeah. because it's the only thing mm-hmm. that we have nothing of. Yeah. From in yeah. terms of of their distribution, we've got games, we've got movies. They're they're toying with a live action series, but they keep talking ABC. Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. I yeah, no, I'm no. with you. First of all, I think it's a bad call. Yeah, but second of all, like we don't know anything about Netflix in terms right. of of the in terms of Star Wars, and right. and I mean that's that's madness. Yeah, it really is. They have this property that should have been on the docket, you know, just day one, just like what they did with, uh, I don't know, they they did wait a little bit with the Daredevil. So who who knows? I mean. You know, it, it has to be rolling around in the back of their head like oh, this I'm is sure. a property we got to make a live series for. Oh, I'm sure. Um, yeah. 
I got tickets for Saturday and Sunday. I don't have it for Thursday or Friday, which is I, maybe I'll figure out a way to get off work or whatever. But <laughs> nice. with that and WrestleMania and everything kind of all together, it's uh, I can't take off that much time. Yeah, got you. Got a stacked week that week. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Is it the same week? I didn't even think about that. Uh, well, what is uh, when is celebration? It's um. Uh, here, let me, uh, it is April 13th and 6th through 16th. That's, uh, is that it? Is that WrestleMania? Is it? <laughs> April 2nd is WrestleMania. Ah, so you got a uh, week so before. It, it's a big month, basically. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's, and you know, I just dropped on the switch and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a packed month. WrestleMania <laughs> tickets are not cheap. Um, Celebrations not that bad. Um, no, celebration really, tickets are okay. Yeah, it's for for a for a convention, and if you're a Star Wars fan, I it's in Orlando. I have to go. There's there's <laughs> there's just no it's, way it's, out of that. Yeah, it's law. It's just that's it. Right. Like there's yeah, no. Now, it, if I'll get into some of the panels that I want to get into, I don't know. I honestly don't know I because they will be more than like – the problem is is I'll be going probably with people who are not as into it as I am, but I want to go to the panels. Yeah. So I might have to sacrifice not being in a panel because I've got it, – it, it might be one of those things where I meet my buddy there after the panel. True. Where, I, where I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in the panel until 10. I'll meet you in the front um, sort of thing, unless you want to wake up at 4 a.m. and stand in line or 3 a.m. or whatever right. it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to ruin anyone else's fun, but I want, I want to be there. I want to be in the room when, <laughs> you know, whoever comes out and is like, here's all the news. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's get back into some news here. Uh, <laughs> we got um, some Lion King news. Donald Glover cast as Simba and James Earl Jones to return as Mufasa uh, in the live action remake. So this is awesome news. Yeah, that's fantastic news. And I have to believe the idea was like, well, do we get do we get James Earl Jones back or do we recast him? And mm-hmm. the the thought and I'm sure the the process was, look, James Earl Jones is iconic, so yeah. let's ask him. And if he, if he says no, then we'll figure something else out. And I'm right. sure they went to James, and he turned to them, and he said, duh. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. And Mufasa's yeah. voice was more iconic, I think, than Simba's. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah. And Donald Glover, you know, God, I love, I've love. i loved him ever since Community. That's, that's a good choice. Um, it's a good choice. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, he's living the dream right now. No kidding. He's Jesus in the biggest properties on the planet. He's got his own TV show that is his own thing. Yeah, that's I what's mean, cool. He he's got where it's his area, and he can be completely in control and creative. And then he can go play with other people's toys. Yeah, toys he gets, that he played with as a kid. Yeah, he gets to be Lando and Simba. Like, I'll, yeah. yeah, okay, <laughs> sign me up for that. He's gonna. I bet he. I bet he wakes up at night like, how did this? What did? What? What is life? You know. Yeah. Um, huh? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, what else we got? The predator Shane Black tweets about production has begun. So that we got that. Yep. Um, you know the comment I said earlier about predator Shane Black being in it actually does excite me, but I'll wait because the predator as a character just doesn't excite me. Yeah. 
Um, Alien cover, cover the first cast photo revealed, uh, trailer released. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, oh, we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we get <laughs> back, we will try and finish TV, movie and get into TV. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, I'm going to try and get through the movie news a little bit faster here. We got The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, a film starring Robert De Niro, acquired by Netflix. So uh, that's crazy. Martin Scorsese film is going to be sent and pr- produced right onto Netflix. Now, do you think it'll be in the theater first? No. I don't. That's great. That's I, fa- I, I think that's they, insane. yeah, they may do like the New York LA thing for awards consideration, but it's not going to be wide release. No, it's going to be, it's going to be like bright. It's, it's going to go straight oh. to Netflix. Man, Netflix is on another level. Yeah. They really you, are. Yeah. And, and I know I didn't throw it here. Did you see the trailer for bright? Uh, yes. During what? the, uh, during the Oscars. Yeah. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Well, we knew it was going to be about that, right? I Yeah, but, like, I wasn't expecting it to look how it did. Like, that's – I oh. mean, it looks cool. Yeah, no, when, when when Max Landis was on the Kind of Funny show and he, you know, he spoils everything he talks about. He's like, no, what I – he goes, I thought of the idea of, of Last Watch meets Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Like, you've never seen anything like that. Why don't we make a movie about half humans, half orcs? Or you know, or, uh, I'm sorry, a team of that is consistent of a human and a orc, um, and they uh, magic in this world is kind of it, it exists, but most people have never seen it. So it's kind of like, and what happens is in this movie they find a wand, or there's there's reporting of a wand in the middle of the hood, and a wand is like a nuclear weapon. We all know what a nuclear weapon is. It exists, but we've never seen it. You've never seen it. I've never seen it. Does it exist? You know, it, it has to, right? But no one's actually really ever seen it except a few people. So it, it, that's how we put it. It was like, what if someone found that and the, how deadly that could be? And, it, you know, let's make it the last watch and put Will Smith in it. So I was like, that's such a cool idea. I totally see that. <laughs> um and he just got everyone on board. They were like, yep, sign us up. We want to see that movie. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Um, but but yeah, so that, that that's really cool. Um, well, I forgot my what I was going to say. Uh, but yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, the Martin Scorsese thing. Um, speaking of that, have you seen uh, the documentary that's coming out on Netflix called, I believe, Five Came Back? No. It is... Five Came Back is going to be a three-part documentary that has Scorsese, Spielberg, a bunch of other filmmaker, uh, uh, you know, uh, Coppola, um, just a ton of other uh, filmmakers talking about five filmmakers who came back from World War II um, uh and made movies about what they saw. Nice. That's uh yeah, I'll watch that for sure. The the original movie was 1939 and it was about those five filmmakers who sure. went there, saw what they saw and came back and did their best to portray it on film. This is a movie about those five filmmakers being discussed by the biggest filmmakers on the planet right now who were inspired by those filmmakers right. obviously, you know, Spielberg and, and whatnot. Um so yeah, I don't I don't I think it comes out in like a month or two so just check for it on netflix um uh speaking of netflix uh 
uh, you go ahead and take this one. I know. Yeah, Mystery Science Theater, uh, their new season debuts on Netflix on April 14th, mm-hmm. which is awesome, and I can't wait because it's, it's, it's some of the old cast. It's Felicia Day and Pat Oswalt, and just, like, it's it's awesome. I love what they've added, and it just it looks great, and I'm, I'm so ridiculously excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to enjoy that um, for sure. Um, the, the cast set looked, looks funny, <laughs> exactly how it should. Yeah. Um, can't wait for that. Uh, now I, I don't think I mentioned it before, but the cast photo for, uh, Han Solo was released. Um, looks cool. Yeah. It, it Woody Harrelson stands a little bit out. That's going to be the one thing where I'm going to be like, oh, I've seen you a million other places. This is weird. You're in a star Wars film, but that was the only thing that stood out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible Six director Christopher uh, How do you pronounce that? McQuarrie. McQuarrie, um, yeah. Uh, says that uh, some surprise characters will return. Yeah, I forgot who's in that franchise. I don't I, know. Who's yeah, in right. Because they've rotated like the like none of the first cast is in the second, is in the third, is in the fourth. Like th- almost nobody. Could. Simon Pegg's the only like recurring character. And uh, what's his face? Um. Jeremy oh, Renner? Who? Jeremy Renner? Or was he just in the last one? He w- Yeah, he was in the last one. How many have there been? Five. So, who was... Who am I thinking of then? Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to come back to that. What was it? What, what was the last one? Ghost Protocol? Yes. Yes. Or was it? No, there was Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation. That was the last. Yeah, Ghost Protocol was four. That's right. Yeah. Ving Rhames? How many? Is there, yes, yes, yes. Ving Rhames was recurring. That's right. Yeah. But that's it, though. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. him and Simon Pegg. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll have Jeremy Rayner in the new one. Um, I don't know. I don't know who would be a surprise. Like uh, John Voight would be a surprise. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, Hellboy 3? Uh del toro confirms film is totally completely all dead yeah bummer boom, boom, boom. um <laughs> the purge fourth and final film uh confirmed for july 2018 can those just stop already i i, I like the election year oh, i think yeah, i think that that, that one should have second one yeah i think that one should have been the last one though like i because it, it's kind of done really weren't they making this a tv show I, yeah. Or they floated that idea I think they, something. yeah, like it was discussed. I would rather it be uh, one last movie than a show. <laughs> yeah, I'll take, yeah, for this, definitely. I'll take that. Yeah. Because did it, I don't want to spoil The Last Purge, but wasn't that it? Like, wasn't that the whole point of it? That was, that was kind was of like, the idea. should stop doing this. <laughs> right, yeah, that was, that was kind of the idea, yeah. Maybe it's a prequel, who knows. Um, uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah, or maybe it's like the purge ended, but did it for some people? Right, yeah. or, or yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. Maybe by July 2018, it'll be a documentary. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe someone will become elected in the, in the movie and change the the previous laws. Who knows? Um, the raid, the Western reimagining, gets Joe Carahan, uh, the Gray Bad Boys Three, to direct. Yeah, okay. Car- Joe Carnahan. Carnahan. Does that I, does that name sound familiar? Um, no. 
Uh, we talked about him a little bit ago. He's writing and directing X Force. Oh, okay, that's right. That's right. So this is interesting. Cool. Yeah, a lot of action. Yeah, big time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, let's get into some TV news now. I thought this was super interesting. Um, Castle Rock, which is Steven Spielberg um, teaming with J.J. Abrams. No, King, King, Stephen King. Oh, did I say Spielberg? My bad. <laughs> Stephen King teaming with J.J. Abrams uh, to executive produce new Hulu series. Now, Castle Rock is where, from what I understand, all where of all the Stephen King books take place. Yeah, it's the town. It's the fictional main town. He's kind of set more so or less everything in. Is this going to be like a town full of all of this creepy stuff? And like, I just uh, – I, I, I wonder, are they doing Once Upon a Time the Stephen King version oh man like i'm down with that i'm totally down for that totally down with that absolutely every once in a while you tiptoe into some other stephen king mess oh man that would be great that'd be fantastic yeah sign me up (laughs) um marvel and humans um ewan rowan ewan rowan um game of thrones cast member as maximus uh anson mount hell on wheels uh cast as black bolt yeah, uh, good casting. Good casting. Uh, Anson Mount I'm not familiar with as much, uh, mm-hmm. but he's got the look down. He, I could definitely see the strong, silent type. And and uh, Ewan Rayon is, is just a magnificent choice. Yeah, what, what is he, he, Maximus? Yeah, he's the, the uh, creepy, conniving younger brother. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, <laughs> it absolutely does. It's, that's why I'm saying I'm like, this is perfect. This is just absolutely perfect casting. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Um, uh, X-Men, United uh, Untitled Fox Show cast Jamie Chung as Blink. Um, Stefan Moyer as Reed, described as an attorney and parent of Mutant. Yeah. Okay. So we've got two of the cast so far. Yeah. yeah. We got Blink. Who would be Reed? Um, that was just the name they gave his character. Uh, oh, okay. He's, cause, uh, well, cause remember the runaways is, is, you know, this whole group of like, our parents didn't love us because we were mutants. And so, you know, ta-da, we're the runaways. Uh, evidently Stephen Moyer is going to be one of those parents. Oh, okay. Now this isn't going to be runaway this show, correct? Oh no. I yeah. This isn't the runaways. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, well then hell, I don't know. Um, I yeah. he's I I think I think somewhere it said like he's he's a parent of one of the characters. Okay. Oh, so okay. I don't I don't so, think yeah. he's a I see that's why I got those wires crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that that makes sense. Okay, but yeah. you know that's cool. So, um Blink Blink's a really cool character. Um Yeah, it's a good uh, pull. I like that. That's a good choice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Black Lightning, uh Cress Williams, Heart of Dixie cast as Jefferson Pierce. I think this is this is a great choice. I never saw Heart of Dixie. I Cress Williams, he's I I mean that was what he was he was biggest in. Um played the mayor, real laid back, real southern, but 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 presence. He had like I could see cuz you know, you remember the the story that they're shooting for here is like he's is is kind of a a, a redemption story it seems like. Um, and I, th- I definitely think he can, he can pull that. No problem. Cool. Yeah. I'm down. Yep. Yeah. I'm totally down. We'll definitely CW's cool. killing it. 
Um, American Gods Stars series gets April 30th premiere date. Yeah. So in in uh, two months. Yep. Which is awesome. Uh, oh, I can't yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. Star Trek Discovery, on the other hand, show delayed again yeah. until late summer, early fall. So maybe uh, it'll never come out and they'll yeah. realize we should stop. Uh, and just give it to Netflix to have. Oh, uh, right. To yeah. Uh, show, show. I love how it's just late summer or early fall. I'm just wondering what year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say. I don't. Well, let's that. let's dabble into some video game news here. Um, so uh, Middle Earth Shadow of War leaked. Um, the sequel was officially announced Um to, and it's going to come out on August 22nd. Yes. I love the date. I, yes. I love the date. We need more games in August. And, you know, I think this year especially, we are going to get a good amount of video games. Well, there's already been a ton of video games already released. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Neo and, and, and we got now Horizons and Zelda's next, this week. Um, tons of games already released. And I like that we're going to get some now in the actual summertime and then some later this year for a holiday. So this is great. I, I, um, I think it's time for video game companies to stop being afraid of summer. And I get why they are. You know, everybody goes to the movies. Everybody goes on vacation, except they don't so much anymore. Well, and see, that's where I was listening to kind of funny people. And they've talked to Sony. Sony's smart. Uh, well, they, that's the only studio I guess they were talking to. Um, they they know that players are not necessarily children, and they don't need to release them all at Christmas uh, for you know the, the holiday season to make them as gifts. Right. That they're, they're most not... people who play video games now are our age, and they're bored in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> these, I I you know I understand. You know, first of all, you're doing this for kids because hey, Christmas, blah blah blah. But also. These things used to be just toys. Well, it, the, the way the way I, from what I understand, it's smart that they're doing a lot of the third party stuff towards Christmas. Of course, you got your 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 Gears of War. I'm sorry, your your Call of Duty. Your you know you're gonna have those kind of games at the end of the year, right? That guaranteed. I mean, yeah, some of those are just established. They're give they're... me Battlefront at the end of every year or whatever. That's fine. I understand. Right. Those will all be end of the years, and those are perfect for those people, and we'll play them too. But Dude, Horizons and Zelda and, and and Neo and all these other games at this time of year, it's insane. Yeah. Um, uh, but did did you did you see the controversy behind the Middle Earth thing? What was the controversy? Well, there's always a controversy. Well, course. yeah. Um, okay, let me ask. What is it now? <laughs> I didn't even. Okay, so I saw the trailer, and I didn't know there was a controversy until I saw a bunch of articles about it. Apparently, people were upset that uh, there is a black guy in the trailer as one of the people fighting for Middle Earth, and there hasn't been really any, I guess, in the movie. So that threw people off. Oh my um, God, you've got to be <laughs> fucking kidding me. No, really? I Are swear we... to God. Oh, that's right, because I keep forgetting that that Gamergate was a thing and yeah. I be I you know, because I it didn't affect me. And well, so that's the I way just they put it. And that's that, oh, that, that social justice warriors are are destroying the the Tolkien you know. Oh, and apparently, the... oh. And, and I and I read a little. I read the article, and let let me tell you what they were saying. Um, not not the people 
being upset, but apparently in the Tolkien universe, um, uh, people that are darker skin are actually their own race in this universe, like elves and whatever. Um, and for the life of them, the people seeing this trailer couldn't understand why they would be there. But at the same time, you have you have dwarfs and elves and everyone else. Like, how could you not understand why other races would be joined together to take on and you know, evil? It just doesn't make any sense to me. And let's um, let's even throwing that aside, <laughs> even even if I, you know, fine. I for the sake of not caring quite so much to argue that point i will put that aside okay fine they're their own race they live somewhere else that's fine do do these do these people not like do the do the concept of i I, have they have they forgotten aragon and eowyn like we have seen different species fall in love like is it is inter is 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 crossbreeding that foreign to people like they couldn't like there's just a logic there i can't i hate people sometimes well, I, I hate that they blame it on lore breaking. I oh and, my god, and not it's, and not uh, and not what's really going on behind the scenes. You can't win with some people. No, um, no, you're never gonna win with these with these. Yeah, just jackasses. Ah, it's oh yeah. my god. But yeah. So anyway, so Middle Earth Shadow of War looks good. Yes, um, I and and I hope you get to play as everybody but a white guy. Right, exactly. Oh, I, I don't. I don't know. I think you do, though. I don't know. the The trailer spoils the first game, by the way. <laughs> totally spoils the ending. Well, um, you know, it is a sequel, so. You no, know I mean they like show the like. It's yeah. not like uh, any surprise how the last one ended on how this one starts. Right. Um, but yeah. Well, when we get back, we will talk more about video games and wrestling, and um, yeah, we'll be back. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we are going to finish up some video game news. On the break, we were talking about just how crazy some people are with that Middle Earth Shadow of War. There's a movie that we haven't really talked about that is getting, I think it was a 100 Rotten Tomatoes, and it had like 97 scores. Sure, it's probably dropped by now, but um, get out. You remember the film? Yeah, uh, which it's a, uh, it's a uh, Jordan Peele. Peele, right? I believe. Yes. Yeah. I always say Keen Peele, and I I think of both of them at the same time. Right. Um, uh, the movie, you know, it it, it delves into to racism, um, and I think racism is the horror in that movie. Um, I really want to see it because, um, of just you know how many people came out of that, uh, saying how fantastic it was, um. Uh, I don't know if I can pull up the Rotten Tomatoes real fast. 99% right now. 99% with 148 critic reviews. That's insane. That is – yeah, 99%. Um, and apparently there's billboards. I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, which is Vice's gaming podcast, which is called – I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out in a second. Um <laughs> But they were talking about uh, – and uh, anyone a fan of Giant Bomb knows um, – oh, God. His name just, name just went blank. Anyway, I'm trying to think of too many things at once. Um, uh, it's called Waypoint. Um, and anyway, uh, he went and saw uh, Get Out. And apparently there – it was um, – it was Austin Walker. I'm sorry. Um, went and saw Get Out, and apparently there's billboards out there 
that says turn around get out um in certain neighborhoods across the country huh. as like advertising like you've gone the wrong way you need to get out sort of thing and like they don't look like billboards they look like signs that people put up to tell other people to get out to you know and so i, I was like oh that's pretty smart yeah like, crazy um but yeah man I, I i meant to bring that up earlier i need to see that i want to see that so bad yeah it looks, um, it looks good it's and it's the idea of like it's a horror comedy about racism yeah which, which if you pitch that like you must have like they must the pitch for that must have been amazing it must have been the greatest pitch in in cinema history oh yeah because oh, just yeah. think about that phrase a horror comedy about racism yeah. how do you sell that but yeah. i mean if you've if they've got the story then hell more power to them oh yeah oh yeah and about you know <laughs> conforming and and what like what can you get used to and apparently it's like about that sort of stuff like what do you let slide when you hear something like what <laughs> like what did he just say yeah i don't know the trailer looks crazy where the guy's like you need to get out and he freaks out for a moment yeah uh and he's brought back down to whatever he's on um so yeah anyway we don't have much time so we'll, we'll move <laughs> on but yeah i, I want to see that i wanted to bring it up because it just popped in my head uh in the waypoint go listen to that podcast austin walker fantastic he's from giant bomb nice um okay square enix company forms new studio you I, take this because I haven't. Yes, yeah, studio. Uh, yeah, it's uh, studio uh, Istolia. Uh, it's headed mm-hmm. by uh, Hideo Baba, who has been on a ton of the Tales of games. Um, a lot of people love him. Yeah, uh, they're working on a, a new IP uh, whose name I do not have in front of me. Um, they're uh, Square's talking about doing Final Fantasy fourteen for the Switch. That'd be cool. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that that might actually have me interested in playing, but yeah. just because that's a really uh, I like that idea. Um, yeah. And we saw some screenshots from Kingdom Hearts three and the uh, uh, seven remake. Yeah, so I think seven remake on Switch would be great. That's yeah, that's but, not gonna happen. But that's so like you wouldn't be able to download that digitally. That's too much, too much space. No, my God, holy hell! Yeah. Um, I love the idea if they release all the Final Fantasies on on the Switch. Like, sure, go for it. What, at least one through six or something like that. I would, like, dude. dude I, and I, we haven't. This isn't in the news, um, but did you see the? And I don't want to go through. I, there's a whole list of the Nintendo indies they released today. Um, did you see any of this? I I think maybe I saw a headline, but I didn't read any of it. Okay, so um, they announced over sixty games today. Jesus. Yeah, some of them are the ones that everyone knows about, like Shovel Knight is coming to it. Um, what's that one with the Yokalele? Um, uh, Stardew Valley, of course, and Stardew Valley is going to come with a multiplayer mode. But then there are uh, Blaster something or another that looked really fucking cool. Okay. Um, eight eight bit, uh, whatever. Um, Blaster Master Zero is what I was thinking of. Um, there's games that are like. Um, uh, almost look like Grand Theft Auto, uh, the, the, the first and second one, the top down, like... the top down, well, a game called shakedown Hawaii, which is like a 16 bit Grand Theft Auto game. Okay. 
Um, yeah, dude, like there are, and it's just go and it, and they just real like, this is what they should have done with the presentation with switch because they just nailed it with one guy, you know, uh, I forget his name. He was obviously American. This is what they really should have done for the American, you know, announcement, you know, Japanese do your thing, do your thing. But really with the American audience, they should have done something like this where it's a direct where it's, hey, here's what we're doing. We're just going to show you a bunch of indie games. And it was just one after another. And every single one of them, I'm like, I will never pick up my Vita again. Wow. Because this is taking over what that was because wow. all of the games that i saw looked like games that sony would be announcing for the vita for the next year and that's that's what i wanted the system for i wanted a handheld system that plays smaller more condensed uh old school style type games and if that if that gets you going that got me going um i have my playstation 4 for the big games like horizons and stuff but I also have this Nintendo system that's going to give me that nostalgia, that solid game. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm really excited for it. Um, nice. Yeah, dude. Um, um, uh, what else was there? There was something else in the news, but I, I forget. Um, Irrational Games Studio rebranded as Ghost Story. Yeah, Ken Levine's got a new... Like, it wasn't like they closed it and reopened it, or they renamed it. Like, it was a whole... The way it seemed like it just... It was completely restructured, and so they changed the name, too. Yes. So. Um, did you see what Microsoft unveiled today? No. What did they What did they unveiled? What PSN should have been, or the PSN Plus, PlayStation Now. I'm sorry. What am I saying? PlayStation Now. Okay. It is a $10 monthly service gaming subscription, which I think is already cheaper than what PlayStation Now is. Yeah, because Now is not cheap. It is over 100 games, both both Xbox 360 and Xbox One, including Halo 5. Um, uh, Netflix style, where you actually download the game and then play it, so you're not streaming it. Right. And it is yours to play as long as you pay the monthly fee. It comes with games like... Mega Man Collection, Tar- Tiaria, uh, Mad Max, Lego Batman, Fable 3, um, uh, Saints Row 4, Halo 5, you know, uh, and they said each month they'll be adding Xbox One and 360 games to that. There you go. So that's, that's yeah, dude, that's massive. I, um, I agree. That's exactly what PS Now should have been. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Oh, yeah. Uh, Avatar, Ubisoft, and Massive Entertainment working on new title set in James Cameron's film universe. Yeah, because okay. the last one did so well. I don't remember the last one. Exactly. Yeah. Did you see um, the guy from EA is is uh has stepped down? Peter, what's his name? Peter Moore, is it? Yeah, he's he's he's, he's gonna go he's gonna go run a, a a football team over in Europe. Which is crazy. That's you know, hey, good for them. You know, yeah. they worked with FIFA so long. He was like, I'm, I'm going to go do that. Okay. Oh yeah. There was something else today, but I forget, um, for, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, YouTube started their own TV service. Did you see this? That's right. And it doesn't have a lot of the channels that people want. No, I think it does. Um, I think it has channels that young people want. Um, it has, um, it has all of the local networks, of course. It has what's really important is the ESPN channels. Um, the main reason people 
uh, don't cut that part of the cable is because of live sports. That's Fair. the number one reason. Fair. Um, and it has like three of the ESPNs. Um, I think the only channel it's missing for me is uh, it, it's got USA Quatch Wrestling. The only channel it's missing for me personally is AMC. AMC. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, but it has everything else. So, I mean, you know, if you have if you're paying 30 or 40 bucks a month for cable and you don't want to pay the cable company another $100 for a box and everything else, unlimited DVR? Come yeah, on, that's, that's awesome. That's bold. That's big. I I applaud yeah. that. And it's it's connected to all of your devices with your same account so you can finish R- Rivendale on you know your your phone and then catch it later on your television through your application <laughs> on your PlayStation or television. So I don't know. I, I think it's competitive. I think it's very competitive. Uh, and you know it, it's it's missing a lot of Viacom stuff. Which who knows? Maybe a few years down the road they'll make a deal, and suddenly you'll have Comedy Central and uh, you know some of those other channels. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't hold your breath on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you go ahead and take the next one. Yeah. Um, we got to, we got some, uh, some, uh, WWE hall of fame news over the last couple of weeks. Uh, we had a DDP last week who was rumored and now he's confirmed. Uh, and Beth Phoenix okay. announced this week. Um, uh, how old am I? Like I'm, you know, if I'm looking at the hall of fame, I'm not looking at like the last 10 years. I'm looking at, you know, the last 15, 20, 40, 50 years. Right. Like, you know, I don't uh, I don't know about this one. And I mean in in time, yes, but right now, no. Yeah, I don't think I was watching wrestling when she was popular. I no, no, you weren't. You missed you missed this, which I mean was fine and and what sucks is is they they should have done, and I don't think they will. I don't think we'll see China this year. It should have been China. And, yeah. and but here's the thing: Beth Phoenix was kind of hailed as the the next China, uh-huh. and I. That's why I don't think that I don't think that I don't think like this was a switch on their part. I just think this was a bad choice. But it just happens mm-hmm. to smack of like this is just it, it's just got that extra level of like ugh to it yeah um you know i mean she does deserve it for sure but not i not not this year right and that kind of sucks but uh you know that blows yep we got star wars star wars novel inferno squad to pick immediately following rogue one will tie uh will follow elite imperial squad yeah, it's going to be a different uh, point of view for these books. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That's what I want to see. I want to see, you know, the aftermath of that. Through Look, that's what a lot of um, Lost Stars was, and I, I loved that for it. Yeah, that was... We got a different point of view. Like, there's yeah. probably going to be like, what just happened? All my friends just died in that. Of, what, you know, you know, what, why did the... the you know, it, I can't wait to see that point of view. Yeah. Go ahead and take the next one here. Yeah, um, I wanted to throw this in there because uh, it was Grammy Award weekend a couple weeks ago, and uh, that's when Full Sail does their big Hall of Fame week, and oh, they sweet. bring in uh, they bring in alumni mainly, but they grab anybody that that'll come and show up to do a panel, and they do panels on everything from 
like mobile app development to sound mixing to post production, like any anything that ties into any of their uh, degree programs, which is oh, everything cool. in the entertainment business, basically. Um, and it's awesome. And they're all up on YouTube. Uh, just go to YouTube and look for uh, Full Sail University, and it's all under their Hall of Fame Week Eight. And each panel is like an hour, is like two hours, I think, anywhere from like an hour to two hours. Okay. Uh, and they are definitely worth checking out, even the ones that you may not be interested in. Um, d- still, still give them a look. Uh, some of the ones on branding are always really cool, which, oh, nice. which I know is a weird kind of sentence, but. Uh, <laughs> They're they're great, and they have they have uh, archived on their panels from the past years. So there's I mean there are people there are TV directors, there there are game developers. I mean there there are people from every corner of the entertainment industry, entertainment business. Like it's it's not just the creative side either. Uh, and they're 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 really just fascinating because it's kind of they they all kind of run the same. It's like here's here's a brief introduction, and now the moderator has some questions. And then they'll take a few questions from the audience, and then that's usually it. Uh, unless there's a set, like, this person is here to talk about their experience on this project. Oh, wow. But they're, yeah, they're great. I, I, I love them. I loved being at some of them. They were they were awesome. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah. I've never seen any of them before, so. Damn. Well, Definitely. nice. Just on uh, Full Sail's YouTube channel? Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, definitely worth a look. Word, word, word. Well, okay, before we get into WWE, have you played anything, seen anything? Uh, no? Uh, no, not yet. I picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, and uh, as soon as I'm done editing this, I'm going to jump in a little bit before I hit the, ha- hit the hay. So. Cool. Yeah, we'll talk about all that next week and, uh, and Zelda. I'll, t- I'll talk to you guys about the Switch. Um, nice. uh, so, yeah, WWE, dude, this week, SmackDown... It was night and day how much better it was than Raw. Nice. Like, yeah, Raw insane. was Raw was eh. I was not crazy about oh, it. The the whole thing between Cena and the Miz, you know, we we've all kind of heard they're gonna have a tag team match with their girlfriend and wives and whatnot for Mania. Um and it sounded like the worst match. No one wanted to see that. <laughs> um they somehow made me interested in it. Nice. The fucking did it was so good the the back and forth between the miz and john cena um even with maurice and and nikki are are they allowed to say bitch on tv because she goes i forgot what she said she's like it's, i'm, I'm gonna like, i'm gonna break you bitch yeah she's like i'm gonna break you bitch and they didn't beep it or anything on live television and i was just like whoa i was like I, what yeah they they've been they've been loosening that like that's been yeah it's weird. That's been like the one word. I think you hear her say to John Cena afterwards, like, because yeah. he just suddenly says, I know when she goes to him. So anyway, uh, yeah. we're kind of out of time. We got fast break or whatever it's fast, called. Fast lane on, on fast Sunday. lane. Yeah. We'll talk about next week um, uh, to the road to WrestleMania. <laughs> um, but again, make sure you go to our Facebook uh, We Geek podcast. Uh, review us on iTunes. Like us um, on Twitter and everything else. Twitter is at the Logan Wit, at Adam Eastep, and at We Geek Podcast. Make sure you listen to us every Wednesday, 9 p.m. on the N.FM. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Captain. Captain. Captain.